Welcome to Barclays Money Plan Podcast, where our experts share their knowledge and insights to help you manage your money and become a better and more confident investor. In this Money Plan episode, we talk about where you can go to find the funds and company shares that could be right for you and what straightforward and practical research tools are available to support you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Money Plan, our regular personal finance podcast. I'm Jenny Sitter and I work in the investments team here at Barclays. And if you're new to investing, deciding what to invest in can be really tricky. There are so many options to choose from, so it's only natural to feel overwhelmed. So in this episode of Barclays Money Plan, I'm joined today by Claire Francis, Director of Savings and Investments here at Barclays, where we'll be sharing some investment ideas and the different approaches that you can take to help you build the best investment portfolio to meet your needs. Before we begin our conversation, I just need to remind you that when it comes to investing, stock markets can fall as well as rise, so there's always a chance that you could lose some money. Also, we don't offer any personal advice, so if you're unsure about your next steps, please do seek independent financial advice. So Claire, in previous episodes, we've discussed that it does take some time to feel confident. But for those who have taken the first step and opened an investment account, what's next for them? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a good point that, Jenny, because actually what we see is we actually see quite a lot of people who who do open an investment account, but then don't go on to invest. So trying to sort of understand why that's the case, because as, as you mentioned, we've talked a lot in previous episodes about how it can take a while sometimes to sort of feel confident enough to to sort of investing is the right thing for you and and to get started but you know you've opened your account and then what I think what a lot of people then struggle with is is this this sheer amount of choice that's available as to where they can then go and invest their money Um, because as you know there's the choice of buying shares in individual companies in investing in funds you know there's but there's thousands of options available and choice can be paralyzing so I think one of the things that we want to try and get across to people is that don't let that put you off and we actually can help you get started by narrowing down that choice to help guide you on the way if you're not that sure about what to do next so there are different options available which will suit different people the first one I think we can cover off is a ready-made investment funds and these are a great way to get started because what they are is we offer five funds and the way they differ they all invest in a mixture of cash bonds and shares so they're giving you diversification and they all have exposure to different stock markets all over the world and diversification is really important when it comes to investing because you're spreading the risk so you're helping to reduce the chance of you losing money but the way these funds differ is the level of risk they take and what level of risk you feel comfortable with will depend on on you as an individual and to help try and work that out on our website with each fund we give a bit of a descriptor about the fund but what we've done is we've we've likened it to a sort of to riding a bike so the lowest risk fund we've sort of suggested that people imagine it's like riding a bike with stabilizers so you're fairly stable you know you're fairly secure unlikely to fall off and then as you go off that up that sort of the risk profile the stabilizers come off then you make it onto the road cycling in the cycling path but then perhaps you go off-roading and then you know for the real sort of adventurous adrenaline junkies the higher risk fund is is almost like imagining being on a sort of mountain bike hurtling down a mountain 
that there is more risk. There's a risk you could come off and hurt yourself. But equally, the thrill and, and the reward that you get at the end could be worth it taking. So that helps people, we find, try and identify and work out which is the right fund for them. And then once you invest in a ready-made investment fund, once you've chosen which one feels right for you, in some ways, that's all you need to do if you want to. You could just sort of invest your money and, and leave it because our investment experts sort of manage the funds for you behind the scenes. And as I mentioned, you've got global diversification. You've got a mixture of bonds, shares and cash in there. So in some ways, that, that's all you need to do. However, some people do want to be a little bit more proactive and, and do a bit more themselves. So the other option you could do is, you, you know, build out your own portfolio to build the diversification in, in your way. And to help with that, we've produced some funds lists. So again, these are lists um, of funds that chosen by our experts, where they've tried to identify funds that they believe in different sectors. So things like UK funds, US funds, European funds, technology funds, you know, different types of funds which will invest in different industries, different areas of the world, different types of company. And the idea with that in is it, it narrows down the choice because each of these sectors without the funds list, you know, there's loads of funds to choose from. So it helps narrow down that choice. But then you can, over time, build up your own portfolio and get the diversification that you, you're aiming for in, in a different way. So that's that's a good thing to, to sort of help. And we do see that some people, you know, are happy to do that and actually want to do it. They're quite excited about the sort of the prospect of doing this themselves and their own research. And we've also got lots of research tools on the site as well to help those who do want to um, be a bit more proactive and, and do it themselves. And if you want to buy individual shares as well as funds, you know, there's a research centre to help you with all that sort of company and market information to help you identify which shares you might want to, to invest in. And we've also offer international shares. So not only those listed here in the UK, but also companies that are listed on stock markets uh, around the world. So sort of the major markets around the world. So again, there's, there's various di different options available to you to help you with your investment decisions. And again, the, you know, the one that might feel right for you will depend on your own sort of confidence, I guess, and also the time you want to put into it. And what about cost then? Because I imagine if you're trying to build up a bit of an investment portfolio, it might seem a bit pricey. Is, is that the case? There are obviously always costs associated with investing. So it's, it's something to bear in mind. And if you are buying and selling shares regularly, every time you buy and sell, there will be a, a cost associated with it. So that can rack up over time if you're not, not sort of... Um, don't have it in mind. So do bear that in mind. But I think what we try and encourage with investing and is, is that really this is for the long term. You're investing for at least five years or, or you should be really. That's what we suggest. So investing's there for your long term. And the idea is that you're not too active about it in that you're deciding whether you're investing a lump sum or you set up a regular investing so you're, you're drip feeding money into your investments on a monthly or quarterly basis. You don't tinker with it too much. You sort of you have your plan. You look to build out that diversification, whether you get that through a ready made fund or want to build it over time. But the more active you are, obviously, the higher the costs will be. So it's just something to bear in mind, um, depending on how you want to sort of how active you want to be, really, and, and what you're prepared to pay. The other thing to bear in mind, though, is that those costs can in, eat into your overall returns. So, you know, 
don't forget that because if you've spent hundreds of pounds over the course of the year in, in the charges, then effectively that's coming out of the overall return that you're making. So you've started to build up a fairly robust investment portfolio. You're well diversified. How do you actually stay on track? Because I can imagine it can be really tempting to continuously check how your investments are performing, especially when you see across the news, you know, stock market volatility, shares falling. Um, how, how do you actually sort of become a, a, a good investor and stay on track? Yeah, I think, you know, nowadays also with your investments accessible online or through the app. So with, with Barclays, for example, you can see your investments just by, by looking at your banking app. The temptation is potentially to, to look at them regularly. But what, what then you do is you're, you're making it hard. The emotion comes in then because stock markets and share prices fluctuate constantly. So if you're checking your investments every day, you know, and, and you say, oh, gosh, they've fallen today, you know, and that gets you a bit nervous. And then you sort of check again the next day and they might have fallen a bit again. But the next day they could be up trying to sort of remove yourself from that worry and remind yourself that, this is for your longer term. This is for, a, you know, the long term future, your financial security in, in years to come. There's no need to be checking them daily. And if you do, you're more likely to do something you might later regret in that you might sort of sell because a share price has fallen or you've read in the news that the stock markets have fallen. And, and when you check your investment portfolio, yes, sure enough, the value's down and the fear is, oh, my God, I better pull my money out now because if I keep it there, it's going to fall further. Try and resist that because if you are knee jerk in your reaction and you react to based on something you've heard in the news or you're looking at the value of your investments and seeing that they're down, that's when you're putting yourself at risk really of, of, of potentially losing some money. And also you're at risk of being out of the market when the markets rebound and, and start to rise again. So unless you need that money for a specific reason, the best thing to do really is to sort of remind yourself why you're doing this, that, you're, you know, this is for the longer term. And the purpose of investing is, is really to sort of ride out to get long term growth, because over the longer term, stock markets tend to produce better returns than cash savings. And that's that's what you're aiming for, really. You're, you're aiming to try and get your money working harder. So to give yourself the best chance of that, you need to keep your money invested and ride out stock market downturns. That said, it is still important to keep an eye on things and probably aim to check a couple of times a year that your investments are on track. Because sometimes you might find that, you know, you've invested in a fund or a company that isn't performing as you thought it would do. And there's there can be lots of reasons for this. Maybe a fund manager has changed or the remit of a fund and what it's doing changed. So it's important to sort of keep an eye on things just to sort of make sure that nothing's going totally um, askew and off track uh, and that your investments are performing as, as you're hoping and taking you in that sort of direction that you hope. And also, if you come to sort of want to invest new money, if you're building up a diversified portfolio, you know, you reach the stage where, you know, where you might think, right, I, I want to sort of invest my money in a different part of the market, in a different country or something that I haven't currently got um, any exposure to. So, again, this is why it's important to sort of keep an eye on things, but just try not to sort of panic too much if you see sort of short term falls and, and sort of red appearing on when you look at your investments and, and the easiest way to sort of try 
not to be affected by that so much is is not check your investments too regularly. And I imagine then that the longer you're invested as well, that you know the, your confidence is going to grow and grow and grow and therefore you might actually be more accepting of taking a little bit more risks so your risk profile might change as well as your confidence builds is that the case you can change your level of risk absolutely and it's a really good point actually and, and we often see that so what we often see is is people when they first start out investing for the first time you know that that they're, they're they take quite a cautious approach. And again, that's understandable. You know, they're just wanting to get familiar with it. But as their sort of confidence builds and they, you know, they become more familiar with it, they feel that actually, yeah, I'm more comfortable with this now. I'm happier to take a bit more risk. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to sell your existing investments. It could be that you just put new money into something different. So, and build it out that way. Or it might be that you do decide that if you've got quite a lot of lower risk investments or you're invested in a low risk ready-made investment fund, for example, that you want to move it into something that is a bit higher risk. So yeah, we certainly see that the risk profiles change. And then also when you near the point at which you might want to access that money, for example, say you're um, investing for your retirement and you're you're reaching the age where you're you're nearing retirement, that's not to say you want to access and sell all of your investments at that point but you might want to then reduce the risk a bit because you're wanting to sort of protect the money that you've accumulated and lessen the chance of it losing value too much between sort of that point in time and the point that you might want to, to access it so I think all of this is fluid and flexible and that you can adjust things to suit you to suit your circumstances at the time and make sure that um you know, you're investing in a way that's comfortable for you. And that's a really good point to end with, Claire. You know, we talk about accessing your money, you know, life is full of unexpected events. So when you do invest, is your money locked away? No, it's not. Um, Well, I caveat that. (laughs) If it's in a pension or a self-invested personal pension, that it is locked away until you're sort of um, 55 currently. But but if you're investing outside of a pension, so you're investing on Smart Investor, either through an investment ISA or a general investment account, although... Um, you know, we encourage people to invest for the longer term and suggest that should be at least five years. That doesn't mean your money is inaccessible and is locked away if you need it. So if you do need to sell your investments at any point because something's changed, then you can do. But what we suggest and the reason why we suggest that investing, uh, you know, should only consider investing if you've got a longer term horizon is because it helps reduce the chance of you losing money because you've got time. If the stock markets fall, you've got time to ride out those falls and recover any sort of losses, which until you sell are only losses sort of on paper. And I think that, you know, the the danger and the risk if you only invest for a sort of a year or two is that you don't have much time. So if the market's moving the wrong direction and you need to get that money, then potentially there's a higher risk that you'll have lost money, that the value will have fallen. So that's the main reason for it. But it doesn't mean that it's locked away and you can't access it. And I think as well as, you know, 
it's remembering that and and depending on where you are in your life and what's happening circumstances do change so also the amount you can afford to invest might change mm-hmm. so maybe you need to um if you've had a baby or you're moving house and things money's tight you know you don't need to stop investing completely but you might want to reduce the amount that you're putting away just to free up some cash to to help cover the higher expenditure that you're going through on the flip side, if you get a pay rise or if you pay your mortgage off or something like that, and, and you know you, you might find yourself in a position where you can afford to invest more. So what you start doing on day one isn't what you're fixed and have to do forever. And similarly, if something totally unexpected happens and you need to get your money, you can do. Fantastic. Thank you, Claire. Um, some really helpful tips on how to actually get going and build a well put together investment portfolio. And it's good to know that even though you're investing for the long term, you can indeed access your money for any of life's little emergencies. If you did enjoy this episode, please do like and subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for listening and we hope you join us in series two. Thank you. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.